Hello everyone. I hope everyone's been having a really wonderful month of June. I wanted to do a short podcast uh, addressing some uh, recent questions that have been coming my way about narcissists. So for those of you who have read my book, which is called Toxic Insecurity, you know that there is a chapter, I can't remember if it's chapter three or four, that talks about my experience dealing with one narcissist in particular and how I handled that um, both personally and legally, actually. But what has been a theme, um, especially in Facebook groups with women who are recovering from narcissistic abuse, the theme that I keep seeing is this constant um, almost looking at the other person as a demon and trying to ascertain healing and clarity from making the other person um, all bad. And in many of these cases, the things that have been done have been horrible and horrific and are bad. But um, what I've learned on my journey and through the 15 years of work with clients um, that have been dealt with very abusive partners or have a history of recovering from narcissistic abuse is that you don't get to the true level of healing and recovery if you continue to think that you are all good and the other person's all bad. So let me give you an example. I just had a conversation with a family member who I had been out of touch with during COVID who informed me that he had a very short-term relationship with a person he was considering getting married to. So obviously there are lots of uh, emotions uh, as part of that relationship dynamic. And he kept using the words gaslighting and narcissistic abuse and all those kinds of um, terms that are now really, really popular in our um, cultural kind of discussions about narcissists. And when I was listening to him, first of all, I wanted to be compassionate and empathetic and to be there for him. But I also almost started smiling because I've been in his shoes before about not being able to see that the reason why we're attracting narcissists is because we actually have some narcissistic tendencies ourselves. So when we are emotionally unavailable or we are not fully tuned into who we really are, then the narcissists show up. And the amount of narcissism has increased substantially over the past probably 20 years for a reason. And part of that reason has to do spiritually with the shifts that are going on energetically. It has to do with... um, the need for women to free themselves from toxic relationships or old paradigms that are no longer working in our world. And what better way to give an in real life test to see how spiritual or free you are than by sending in someone with narcissistic traits um, to see if you've learned your lessons. And I have to say that as someone who's gone through this spiritually um, and still realizing I have not learned all of my lessons, um, it is a very humbling experience to be able to sit after, the, after you get through the anger and to sit and process and realize that there are definitely things um, within you that 
call in someone who doesn't have necessarily all of the traits um, required for a really healthy, happy, long-term committed relationship. And so what's been growing in terms of my concern um, is that it doesn't seem to be that we are moving beyond the, I hate this person, we should key his car, we should um, burn his clothes, um, and he's a bad person, so you should never, you, um, you should never talk to him again, um, and we're going to post his name all over Facebook. I see this trend now repeating with men saying this about narcissistic women. And so it doesn't seem like we've been learning any of our lessons. Um, And my book is very, very clear about the importance of this dynamic for the person who's the true empath in the relationship to really, really dig in deep to learn the lessons so they can elevate themselves to a higher level of consciousness. It is not conscious behavior when we sit there and continue to blame the narcissist for ruining our life. And I know that that is a controversial statement and that is going to upset a lot of people. And if someone had said this to me like 10 years ago when I got out of a very difficult relationship, I would be pretty flippin' angry about it. Um, But I think most of us who've gone down a pretty significant spiritual journey and have done a lot of healing work realize that part of the problem of that relationship has to do with that we were very disconnected from who we truly are. And that disconnect can come from a a whole multitude of experiences with trauma in this lifetime. Oftentimes, it can be past life trauma, if you believe um, in in that and and in reincarnation spiritually, which I do. Um, And so the re-experiencing as a woman um, of going through really horrible relationships is actually the soul's call to heal a lot of the um, problems that we've had between men and women in the past for thousands of years. And I don't think we give ourselves enough credit to understand that it really has only been since the 20th century that women have had enough power in order to um, make their own relationship choices. In fact, there was a discussion in a Facebook group about um, what is the point of marriage. And most people did not know that historically marriage was not about love until about the 20th century. And that we use marriage for many, many other um, reasons. And depending on your socioeconomic status, there would be differing reasons for the choice to get married versus not get married. Um, and even that cho- to have that choice is new um, for, because for thousands of years and still for women in other countries, in order to survive, you do choose to get married. So the whole idea of relationships in general is still very, very complicated and getting more complicated because we now have more choice than ever, which is wonderful. If we begin to see our relationships as part of our spiritual journey and part of our learning experiences. And I think that's an area that has been missed in the whole discussion of narcissists versus empaths is the, is the idea of energy and the science of energy. Because when I started my career uh, working 
and personality disorder treatment program um, at some of the top hospitals in New York City, you know, you can sit and do treatment with a narcissist if things have bottomed out and they are really motivated to make changes, and they usually do pretty well, actually, um, as long as there's a real relationship there. Um, We are not trying to CBT a personality disorder per se. We are trying to restructure the personality. And so the treatment for narcissism is not something um, that really can be done through um, purely cognitive means. It's definitely done within the context of a relationship over a long period of time. So when you think about that, okay, so for really motivated people with this diagnosis, they can make some changes. It may not be a lot of changes, but they can make some changes and then, you know, have improved relationships in their lives. And that's really wonderful. But through the years after working there and then started working with um, trauma victims and then in the divorce world and having the experience of sitting in a room where a couple's divorced, but yet they are still fighting as if they're still married is a real eye-opening experience um, from an outsider perspective because although a piece of paper says that you are no longer connected, you're very clearly connected energetically. And I think that we are just starting on a much more broader scale to understand what an energy exchange is between an empath and a narcissist. And it's not necessarily all one way. It's certainly you know, in abusive relationships may seem that way, but there are often times um, where it's not a one way exchange of energy. So what typically happens is that the, the energetic cords between the narcissist and the empath um, are solidified through sexual activity. So once you sleep with someone who may or may not be a narcissist and you are highly sensitive and many women are way more sensitive than they even think they are. And many of us have been open, opening up to our psychic abilities. We, and we've definitely did a lot of personal development work during COVID and now we're starting to come out of our shells and to socialize. And if we jump too quickly into relationships that are not healthy, we're going to undo all of the hard work that we've been doing while we were isolated on our own. And that is simply because the exchange of sexual energy is incredibly powerful. And the person who is seeking to siphon off that energy is going to benefit more if the other person has no boundaries. So what I've seen through my practice and the reason why I don't do much talk therapy, if any at all, um, is because it's the energetic cords that destroy people's lives. It's not necessarily the narcissist him or herself, but it's the cord that you have connected to the particular person who is causing havoc. And that cord gets connected into your womb area, which is the primary source of where a woman's power and her ability to manifest and create things in the world sit. So the being discerning with your sexual partners is something that we're probably going to have to take more and more seriously as more and more of us become more sensitive. Um, and it's not that we don't want to have really open um, relationships or really open 
um, sexual experiences, but these kinds of experiences need to be done with people who take care of their energy um, and do not have other energetic cords attached to them from unsavory places. Um, so for many of my clients who have a trauma background, you have not been taught how to protect your energy. Your aura has been affected by the trauma and then you're consistently um, being fed, fed from. And then eventually your spirit gets broken and your energy begins to be controlled by other, other people and you have no idea what's going on. And so then we default to, okay, well, these people are bad and I'm a victim. And this mentality, and I've, I'm someone who's been in that place and struggle, you know, to um, get out of that mindset sometimes, but because I am very sensitive, but I, if there's ever going to be a time where we elevate ourselves to out of that victimhood, it is now. So we can't go around blaming narcissists anymore for our problems. I'm sorry to say getting angry at them is actually not really helpful. Um, and that kind of emotional exchange is actually benefiting them energetically. What we need to start doing is actually getting much, much more serious about our holistic health. And I'm not going to ignore regular health by any means. Um, so after you get your checkup and you go to your primary care physician and you look at your vitamins and levels and everything that could be going on with your health and well-being, you need to, then you need to start looking at your holistic health. If you are someone who's psychically sensitive, an empath, someone who identifies as being a starseed, someone who has spiritual gifts, it is time to get very serious about spiritual practices and cord cutting um, specifically. And the time to do that, again, is now because everyone is about to start socializing or has already started socializing and now energy is being mixed and many people have not learned the boundaries necessary in order to keep um, their energy feeling safe. So it's kind of like we're being tested right now and I think that's a beautiful thing. We can't stay cocooned um, in our own space forever. So I think the best piece of wisdom I've learned from my own personal experience and watching um, clients go through this is to be incredibly discerning about who you decide to sleep with and to tune into your body because you're going to know if you are truly in touch with the sensations in your body and you've embodied your spirituality you are going to know in your body whether or not something is off or not. And so for an example, years ago when I met the person I thought I was going to marry, I didn't have that skill. I couldn't feel in my body. I didn't, I didn't see the danger signs. I didn't realize what was going on. Those decisions were clearly made um, from a mental, a mental place. The end of that relationship jump-started a decade-long healing process um, where when I ran into him again, probably maybe two, two or three years ago, the level of nausea and sickness in my body skyrocketed and I was not even in the same room with him. 
We ran into each other at an event in New York City. He happened to be downstairs. Eventually, I did see him, but my body was already reacting to his energy being in that building. And had I had more of a um, awareness of what was really going on at that time, I probably would have chosen to have left the building, gone and cleared my energy, and then made a decision as whether or not I would go to that particular event because the um, because my body was screaming to get out of there. So if you can imagine the different decisions I would have made years before had I had that skill of really being able to tune into my body, we would not have necessarily have had the same experiences. And that's the lesson learned. So we can sit and argue with each other about the narcissist. We can be in a Facebook group and, you know, try to get support about the narcissist. We can post quotes about how bad narcissists are and, you know, try to help each other that way. But the real help is going to come when you tune into yourself and really learn how to feel your body so that you can protect yourself. So I hope that this discussion begins to move the conversation about narcissists away from this old unconscious um, view of them having a diagnosis and they're bad people to it being an invitation to up-level our spiritual lives and to learn about energy, which is a, it's the scientific way of understanding how we impact each other. And the, our future is going to be about understanding energy. It's not necessarily going to be about understanding things cognitively or intellectually. Um, the energy exchange between two very sensitive people um, is powerful. And so when we learn to harness our own power and then learn to be discerning about the type of people we spend time with, then we can create the life that we want or the life that we desire. So I, I really, really, really hope that this podcast begins to move the... Um, the conversation away from blaming people to just owning that we have a lot to learn about energy um, and that there are a multitude of ways about going to learn that. And some of us have done a lot of that work in COVID through learning about Reiki, through and, um, doing yoga training, meditation training, and all that kind of stuff. And now we have to take everything we've learned and begin to apply it into our everyday lives and really begin to see how relationships begin to kind of shape shape up. Um, our future is going to be very different. We can't really go back to the way the way it was before, and we're just kind of at this new entree um, portal, if you will, of understanding that there are people very sensitive to energy um, and the people who focus on their gifts in that capacity are probably going to be our future leaders. Um, and certainly the next generation has these gifts. They tend to be very emotionally sensitive <clears throat> and have um, and have a need to have their energy taken care of. 
So I think this is all really exciting. I think that if we can move the paradigm from venting and complaining to better understanding energy and just doing more of a deep dive into our healing and just honoring relationships in general, I think the world could be a really beautiful place. Welcome to Crystal Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Jenny. On today's episode, you have a brief mini podcast episode about my thoughts and views on narcissism and why we're kind of wasting our time blaming narcissists. And I've, it's a topic that I've written about, um, but it, it's right now very, very relevant. Um, a male family member started talking to me about a potential female narcissist that he's been interacting with it's popping up all over you know social media right now it's been in um you know mainstream news in the past couple of months and it's kind of time for us to move on (laughs) from the venting and complaining paradigm to understanding what that dynamic is truly about so this episode really um it's just my musing and kind of um, thoughts on why energy matters and why the narcissist is really an invitation to go deeper into our spiritual practices Um, and it's not easy and if you're looking for an example of some things that I've gone through you certainly are welcome to order and buy my book which is called toxic insecurity there's a chapter on uh, narcissism in particular and then there's also a chapter on energy psychology which um, is an exciting future for all of us where we begin to think about um, moving out of just our head to understanding the science between how people um, truly interact with each other. So I hope you enjoy this episode and if you have any questions or feel like you want to send some comments, you're always welcome to email me. Thank you for listening to Crystal Talk with Dr. Jenny. If you would like some more information, please visit our website at www.drjenniferbrodes.com or reach out to Dr. Jenny on Instagram at her handle at jenniferbrodes or feel free to send her an email at drjenny at drjenniferbroads.com. If you have any suggestions for future episodes or have any questions about the information you heard in this episode, please do not hesitate to reach out. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. And if there's anything else that you need, please don't hesitate to reach out. Please also remember that the information in this podcast is for informational use only. Please go ahead and consult your medical team or any other advisors that you have regarding any questions about your mental health or anything that um, may have been triggered during this episode. I hope you have a wonderful day and we'll look forward to connecting with you soon.